You're listening to the Land Use Podcast, brought to you by the Alberta Land Institute. Soil is closely connected to life, both human and animal, and it provides food, obviously, to all the living beings on the planet. When we die, we become soil. Soil degradation in Canada is causing a huge economic loss, but very few people are paying attention to it. This soil is a living resource and it is finite, so we cannot take it casually. Hi there, and welcome back to the Land Use Podcast. I'm your host, Aisha Wu, with the Alberta Land Institute, and today we'll be learning about soil health. Soil health is inextricably tied to sustainable agricultural practices and should recognize the knowledge of the indigenous peoples who have farmed these lands, their ancestral home, for centuries. The University of Alberta is situated on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional lands of First Nations and Métis peoples, whose histories, languages, and cultures enrich our communities and are a valuable resource in our journey towards more sustainable agricultural practices. Sequinder Singh is joining me today to discuss soil health in Alberta. Thanks for joining me, Sequinder. How are you doing? I'm perfectly fine, and thanks for uh, inviting me to this podcast. Yeah, it's great to have you. Uh, could you introduce yourself and tell us about what you do? Yeah, I'm actually an environmental uh, sustainability researcher, and I did my PhD from uh, University of Reading, UK. And uh, last year, I was working with Alberta Land Institute, and I was managing the Soil Health Initiative, and we conducted a workshop on soil health, and I wrote a resource guide for uh, uh, urban growers in Alberta. So that's what I did last year. Now we are doing a very interesting thing. We are writing a book on uh, history of organic farming in Canada. Ooh, that's so interesting. Yeah. How's it going so far? Yeah, we are. it, it would be a, an oral history book. So I'm interviewing some people from uh, the institutions, like mm. organic institutions, like COG, OFC, Kota and EAFO in uh, Alberta and in uh, Ontario. So that is very interesting because it's, it's a wonderful thing to learn about the journey of organic systems in Canada. It's such an interesting topic and I will just have to uh, look forward to reading that when it comes out. Um, so just jumping right back into soil health here. Um, so it's my understanding that soil health as a concept kind of came out of soil quality in about the 1990s. Does yeah, that sound about yeah, right? Because sometimes some people confuse it and sometimes people just use it interchangeably. Because when you talk to the farmers, they talk about soil quality. Because soil quality is largely con connected with production, the productivity, you know. They consider that if soil is producing well, that means soil is soil quality is fine. But when you talk about the researchers, talk with the researchers or maybe uh, other people who are not directly connected with production of the crops, they think that soil quality is more of a living, you know, uh, is fundamental physical, chemical, biological properties of soil. Yeah, right. Like not just as a, a tool or something, but like a whole living system and everything. Yeah, as a human being, like we 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 are particularly like when we die, we become soil. Soil is life. Yeah, that's true. The whole circle of life. 
Yeah, so it is like we we have capabilities to do anything, and we get uh, some ill effects from what we do or the other people are doing. The same way, soil is is affected by the activities, not the activities, but the other activities which are closer to that uh, soil. You know, right? Um, so then, I guess soil health has kind of been around for 30 some years um, but it seems like it's a very popular topic today do you have any idea of why that is i think there are three four reasons for this is first of all i think uh, we all are connected to soil indirectly or directly because we are coming from countryside you know and being a farmer's son when I see myself uh, as a child, I have been very close to farming and and soil. So in my country, in my region, we consider soil as mother, water as father, and soil as teacher. So this is fascinating because all people, we, we as a human being, are connected to soil and food production, and we come from countryside. That's one. So, uh, but... We should acknowledge that this soil is a living resource and it is finite. Right. So we cannot take it casually. Although soil has inherent abilities to treat itself and overcome short-term detrimental effects from farming and environment. So uh, particularly coming to this question, why soil health is so popular? Firstly, uh, as I said, like we are, we are emotionally connected to soil. That's why we always want to talk about soil health. Soil is closely connected to life, both human and animal. And it provides food, obviously, to all the living beings on the planet. And in fact, there are living organisms in one bowl of soil than the number of people on the entire planet. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So soil provides food, purifies water, protects us from flooding, and obviously, uh, you know, combats uh, drought. It helps us tackle the ill effects of climate change as well because it stores the carbon. And we can we cannot think of food security without having healthy soils. But unfortunately, in the recent past, uh, like the green revolution technologies or modern technologies used in farming somehow started mining our soils in many parts of the world. In the wake of uh, producing more food from uh, per unit of land, we farmed our land more intensively, which gradually started eliminating the soil, uh, living organisms, uh, which are responsible for its fertility. How much are Albertans aware of in terms of soil health? I'm not sure because uh, when I talk to the farmers, they are, but not not of the uh, the general public, because I have not seen general public talking about it. But farmers, uh, obviously the uh, the non-government institutions, researchers are are much aware of what is happening on the ground. 
Mm, so not necessarily your average Albertan, but farmers would be the most educated on the topic of soil health. So then what would you say some of the prominent perspectives are from farmers in Alberta? Mm. So overall, I think Alberta has good quality soils uh, that are very diverse in nature because of the topography of uh, uh, the land here in Alberta. I I read a report in 2016, it was published in 2016 by Clearwater and Hope. It is a Canadian government report which is on the trends in soil health in Canada. They developed a soil quality compound index. It's called SQCI, which is a weighted average of basically three indicators, soil erosion, uh, which is very common in Alberta, and the soil carbon matter, which is the the the, the core core of uh, soil health and soil sanitation. And the good news is that good news is that that as per the overall long-term trends, the soil health condition in 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 Canada has improved between nineteen eighty one and two thousand. Uh, 11. The risk, yeah, the risk of soil erosion index increased from 65 to 84 in 2011, which indicates that reduced, uh, there is a reduction in soil erosion in, in overall in Canada, which is largely attributed to reduced tillage, basically. As per the Statistics Canada, the land area under no tillage seeding increased from 7% in 1991 to 56% now in 2000. Oh, awesome. Yeah. The similar trends we can find in, in Alberta. So the other second uh, indicator for this uh, index was soil organic carbon, which uh, has drastically improved in Canada from 48 to 74 in the same period. The third indicator is soil salinization, which is more common in arid regions like uh, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, the prairies, you know. In these regions, after heavy rains, what happens? Water table rise and soluble salts travel to wet surf soil surfaces. And these salts remain on the soil surface after soil water evaporates due to high temperatures during summer. The trends of improving soil health, particularly in the in the Canadian prairies, can be largely attributed to the adoption of no-tillage practices, I believe. Reduce summer fallow use and more cultivation of high residue crops like uh, alfalfa and hay that require low tillage. Mainly, soil degradation is a very common platform problem in, in uh, most farms in every part of Alberta, I believe. With a, with a varying degree, obviously. Uh, major reason for this degradation in soil erosion, both from flooding and wind. According to Professor David Law, who works at the University of Manitoba, I met him in Truro. Uh, he says that soil degradation in Canada is causing a huge economic loss. But very few people, including farmers, are playing, paying attention to it. According to him, uh, Soil erosion accounts for 10% yield loss. It's it's use. So it is believed that the soil erosion is potentially caused by our traditional tillage practices. In fact, tillage or plowing in farming is 
considered very common, you know, very nice thing. But it has more recently been recognized one of the biggest contributors to soil degradation. The good news is Alberta emerged as a leader in adopting no tillage practice and started sowing directly into the soil. So that is that is that's a good thing about Alberta that farmers are aware and now they are adopting uh, no tillage practices. So some progress is definitely being made, but what other tools are available to help deal with soil erosion? Yeah, maybe no tillage and then maybe trying to uh, not to keep the land fallow. You know, if you keep keep the crops and it helps in two ways. One is the you you keep the carbon inside and and then you have the cover crop. If the crop, the land is covered always, the erosion would be less. So because we, we cannot control the wind, we cannot control the rain. Yeah, we have to have to maybe increase the water holding capacity of our soils and keep the soil covered so that uh, the effect of wind, extreme wind and flooding can be controlled or minimized. So it's mainly been individual farmers that have been getting educated and been taking action to protect soil health in Alberta. And it sounds like from your workshop, there really wasn't any comprehensive government policy to protect soil health. Has there been any change on that front that you know about? Well, I have not, cha- have not seen any, any change till date because when I was talking on some platforms, for instance, it's a is an organization called Ruler Roots to Climate Change. I was just very straightforward with them that why we are investing money on discussing the things at different platforms, and we are duplicating the efforts. And we feel happy that we talk about the soil health. But ultimately, until unless there's a change in the policy, nothing will change. So then it's pretty much just all been talk and unfortunately, not really any action so far from the government. No, I didn't see much, although I'm not aware of that, those changes, but I have not seen that happening much because that cannot happen until all these institutions, farmer organizations, they come together they discuss the, the, the issues at one platform and then they form a committee that can go to the policymakers because policymakers have a deep ear. They need some noise. <laughs> yeah, you need someone to get their attention and bridge that gap, right? So hypothetically then, do you have any thoughts about what kind of policies would be effective? Because the, I think the first important thing is to understand what the policy is. My workshop was primarily conducted on understanding what the policy is currently on the ground and what are the practices are being at the at the farm at the at the ground. And if we understand that what is happening and what government wants us to do, then we can realize that what where are the gaps and now what to bridge so we actually don't know what to bridge so that that is the main trouble but definitely governments are aware of climate change governments are aware of soil degradation and other ill effects 
of environment on farming. Right. But the trouble is, desensitis. It's important is to understand that what is happening, what is affecting what. Sometimes it is other way around. You need to understand the cause and effect relationship and then see changes in the in the in the overall performance of the sector. For instance, Derekam Kenji has 5,000 soil samples. The best important, I think from my talk, the, the, the one line takeaway is, I always say, ask the soil first, then the others. We need to test the soils first. That is the most more important thing. For example, if I go to a doctor and I don't say anything and he gives me the medicine, what is the purpose of their medicine? If I don't say anything, so we don't ask the soil, we should test the soil and then decide what to do with the, do we need fertilization? Do we need nitrogen? Do we need what whatever the other we are giving to, to our motherland, you know? Important is to understand what exactly is required. So probably in Alberta and even in all prairies, we are we are there's a lack of soil testing facilities and it's not widely tested. And then you can always when you test the soil, then you can associate those farm management practices with that and to understand that what is affecting what. Like for instance, if soil health is bad, then then food food quality would be affected. If the farm and manual practice are not good, then the soil would be get affected. So it's the, it's the both way. You have, you have to understand what is affecting what first, and then maybe the second part would be if we because when you when you test the soil, you become partner with the farmers. I believe that all the farmers' land can be can be converted into living labs, and we can conduct experiments there. They would be very happy to give their land, and we would be conducting experiments every six months there, you know, and to understand the relationship between what soil health is, how it changes, and what type of farm management practices are required to make the constant, persistent changes in soil health. It sounds like it probably wouldn't make a lot of sense to have kind of a blanket policy on soil health in Alberta and that it might be a little bit more case by case. Yeah, because because Canada as a whole and Alberta as a province is not small. And more fascinating thing about soil is soil is not politically divided. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because when you see any country, they divide because of their administrative reasons, politically, you know. But soil is a soil unit. <laughs> it can be very small unit, it can be very large unit, can be 100,000 acres, one unit, and can be maybe just one acre, one unit. So depending on the unit of that soil, you need to understand what is required here? If you are giving the same medicine to each patient, what is the purpose? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it doesn't acknowledge the differences in, you know, region, climate, biodiversity. Yeah, because and, and the second thing is topography is different. 
Do you have low range somewhere? Do you have high range somewhere? Somewhere is dark soil, somewhere is gray, somewhere is not very good, somewhere it is very with high organic matter. So it depends. You cannot give one one sentence of one type of policy to everyone, you know? Yeah, of course. That makes total sense. Yeah. So kind of changing topics here just a little bit. Um, in your community resource guide available on our website, you focus a little bit on urban farming. For anyone who's looking to get into any kind of urban farming, is there anything specifically that you think they need to know about soil health? Yeah, maybe that I highlighted in my report is they are fascinating about soil. They want to grow food. That's a very good thing. But the main trouble is they're too busy to understand that. That what exactly the soil is and how to produce food. So we, maybe government or institutions like University of Alberta Land, Alberta Land Institute, they can propose some training programs for them just to make them understand you have the source first and you should not waste it and then how to use that how to use that for some time as a individual you don't take initiative to you know to start something but as a community you you, you do it because other people are having better knowledge than you and you just follow because in, in agriculture is not we, we we shouldn't we, we don't need all leaders mm. we need followers as well right yeah absolutely um that's kind of all of my questions for you but is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up here obviously the 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 most important thing which i always empathize is the soil testing and government should be should be funding those projects where People who are organizing these events are directly linked to farmers, associated with farmers, and they know the 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 practices being practiced on the ground and how they can change the policy or the fine-tune the grant policy system. Yeah, for sure. So on our website, we have the community resource guide that you made. Um, and a report of the Soil Health Workshop. Are there any other resources that you would like to recommend to anyone who wants more information on this topic? Yeah, then maybe on soil health, probably there are some databases like uh, Derek McKenzie's uh, website. It's called DERD. That is very, very, very good because he is having 5,000 soil samples and going to test all. Yeah, so that is that is very important thing, yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Sukwinder. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's perfectly okay. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. And that's a wrap on our episode about soil health. If you want to learn more, you can click on the link in our description to learn about Sequinder's soil health research, which was funded in part by the Alberta Real Estate Foundation. I'd recommend reading Sequinder's Community Resource Guide, Sustainable Healthy Soils in Alberta and the Soil Health Workshop Report. If you enjoyed the episode, leave a like and a comment. Feedback is welcome. Make sure to subscribe for more and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, X, and LinkedIn. And thank you again for tuning in to the Land Use Podcast.